Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk all about AEW Dynamite from last night, especially that opening contest and the main event we talk a lot about Nagata and Moxley and Darby Allen and your new TNT champion Miro. Also, we get into, as everyone knows, my favorite wrestler, Britt Baker. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You got to be careful, bully. If, you know, with the sun is out, you can't stare directly into the sun for a long time. You know, there is a second rule when it comes to the sun, kind of like the second rule that you have for the lovely velvet sky. You always tell me three-second rule when it comes to velvet. I can't stare more than three seconds. Though, I got a very special gift from a member of the Busted Open Nation that got me a autographed 8x10 of the lovely velvet sky. So, uh, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why is that right on your desk in front of you? Yeah, but I put it right here. So you're staring at that picture the entire, so not only are you breaking the three second rule, you're breaking the three hour rule. Basically, I was going to say, now that I have a picture of velvet sky framed, I mean, I, I think that three-second rule has to go out the window, no? You're, you know what? You're really <laughs> skating on thin ice right now. You're always they saying that's my wife you're him. talking about? Okay. This mean this is fucking war. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> war. But, you know, you're right. Things are looking up. And, man, you know, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, Bully, about AEW Dynamite because... Boy, you look at AEW Dynamite from last night, NXT from Tuesday night. Now I think you can understand a lot of my frustration on a Tuesday morning coming after a Monday Night Raw. My goodness, it's like night and day, the differences between a three-hour Monday Night Raw and what we see Tuesday and Wednesday night as a pro wrestling fan. Uh, we we talk about this every week. You, it, it's almost impossible to compare raw to nxt or aew and this is why i try to leave aew out of the equation now i try to only compare raw to the other wwe products it's a 
this AEW is a completely separate company. And a lot of people on social media chime in and go, why do you always have to compare? Why do you always have to compare? Okay, I won't compare. But I will compare apples to apples, which is a WWE product to a WWE product. NXT is the most exciting WWE product on television. End of story. You, I don't even think there's an argument for it. Maybe some people like SmackDown bigger because you have your mainstream stars on SmackDown. But the story is being told across the board and the actual in-ring product in NXT is superior to anything else that's going on in the WWE. Now, if creative were to hand talent um, better storylines and put them in match situations where their uh, talents could shine even more, I'm sure you'd see more talent on Raw and SmackDown truly stepping up to the plate because they are the some of the best pro wrestlers, if not the pro wrestlers, in the world. Um, but that's not the case. When I look at the shows overall, NXT is extremely entertaining. Raw is a very difficult watch as compared to NXT and SmackDown. Very difficult watch. I'd almost love to see the experiment of cut, cutting that show down to two hours. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and today, I do want to get a little bit into... What took place on NXT this past Tuesday night and get your take on what I thought was a great two hours of WWE programming. But let's get in to AEW Dynamite because I immediately thought of you. Actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I immediately jumped out of my chair and had goosebumps. And then I thought of you, Bully. And that was what we saw with Moxley and Nagata from last night. First and foremost, I love the way that the show started Last night, I love the fact that they cut away to the split screen of Nagata and Moxley with Kingston getting getting ready for their match. That big match feel watching them in the back. And it's funny and we can get into this as well. When you saw Moxley in the back and he's kind of shadow boxing, getting ready for the match, you saw Eddie Kingston holding that IWGP United States Championship. That quickly changed once Moxley left to go to the ring. Then he had, he was holding the IWGP United States Championship. But to hear Wild Thing as Moxley was approaching the ring, and I saw your tweet last night as well, that was a very special moment for me as a pro wrestling fan. Before we get into the Moxley-Nagata match, you bringing up the belt situation about who's holding the championship, wild thing. I want to say this about the overall show last night. Mm -hmm. When I watched Dynamite, the song that comes to mind is Same Old Situation by Motley Crue. And Same Old Situation means fun show, good segments, Good wrestling, good promos, same old situation when it comes to refs and rules. And that seems to be the, a couple of weeks ago, they seem to be getting back on track. But I, I just think that the refereeing and the lack of paying attention to the rules is something that eventually will come back to bite them in the ass. It's a very easy fix. I wish they could fix it right now. I think I'm just going to call in next Wednesday when Tony's on and ask him why the fuck he just doesn't fix the problem. Because it's an easy fix. take that call. But you know what? That being said, and I understand where you're coming from, and it's something that's a thread, and I can understand the song because, and I'm glad you said same old situation by Motley Crue because, yes, in a lot of ways, it's the same old situation, but it's a song performed by Motley Crue 
which is kind of like AEW where, you know what? A lot of those mistakes are covered up because it's so good, it's so in your face, and it's so much fun. But to your point where things could get covered up, that's another reason why I love that Moxley Nagata match so much. Excalibur said, hey, he reminded the audience, this is New Japan rules, which means it's a 60-minute time limit and it's a 20-count outside the ring. We saw the action spill early on in the match to the outside of the ring. The ref was counting. And what Moxley did, and this is all you need to do, what did we see Moxley do where it got near that 20 count? He dipped underneath the bottom rope, rolled back in the ring, stopped the count, rolled back out of the ring. People, that's all it takes. Problem solved. That's all it takes. Moxley, you hear the the ref is counting. So now people are saying, oh my God, well, of course the ref's not going to count. They're going to spend a significant amount of time outside the ring. We can't end the match in a double count. Well, Moxley is smart enough to know that. So when it got to 18-19, what did he do? He rolled back into the ring just to get under the bottom rope and then rolled back out to stop the count and have the referee start the count all over again. Simple. That's all that needs to be done. And then Bully wouldn't be screaming every Thursday morning about tightening the screws when it comes to officiating. It's so easy for the ref and the talent to be on the same page. The talent dictates the match. The talent says, hey, this is the match we're going to have. This is what we want to do. Go over the match with the referee. And now the ref can know when you're going to be outside of the ring, how long you're going to be outside of the ring, and what they need to do to help you cover up how long you'll be out. The talent knows what to do to help protect the referee. Everybody wins. And now the product looks a lot more polished. It's such an easy fix. And when there's an easy fix in pro wrestling and you don't fix it, it's either because of incompetence or laziness. And I don't want to think that the company is incompetent or lazy. So that's my overall tone of the show. Um, Mox versus Nagata. Thoroughly agree. The split screen, the big fight feel, seeing them come through the ring, seeing Nagata on on uh, American television for the first time in 20 plus years. I think the last time he was uh, on American TV was in WCW a a long time ago in the galaxy, far, far away. Um, If anybody, if you're not familiar with Yuji Nagata, let's say like last night was the first time you got to see Yuji Nagata. You're not really familiar with him. Listen, last night wasn't exactly Nagata's older right now. He's not the same, but still last night that match was designed in a way for both guys to shine, look good. It was all about the personalities. It was all about the big match feel. If you want to see a great Nagata match, go back to Wrestle Kingdom 2. Watch Nagata versus Kurt Angle. It's one of the greatest matches you'll ever see in your life. And listen to the Japanese crowd, a Japanese crowd that sounded almost like an American crowd because they were so into everything that they did and the reversals of the holds um, tremendous stuff. I, I, I really liked it last night because of all of the little things. If you were just to dissect that match and look at the match on its own, Dave, it was a, a, just a pretty normal match. It was, yeah, it was, it was a, good a good match. match. It wasn't anything off the charts, but it didn't have to be because the thought of Nagata versus Moxley carried it. Now, listen. The AEW fans, who are also New Japan fans, know who Nagata is, okay? But with that, w, if we look at it from the WWE mentality, 
the entire scope of the world who's really not familiar with him and is not going to know who he is. But I thought they did a good job of building up who he was. Obviously, the past uh, past week with the promo package. Yep. Last night with that split screen, you're forced to look at him and go, wow, who the hell is this? Love the ending. Love them bowing towards one another. Yes. Lo- uh, listen, Wild Thing, you know how I feel about the song. I mentioned it about a month or so ago when they were doing the barbed wire exploding cage match. I would love to have seen Mox start using that song. I told John Moxley a long time ago that he reminded me of a cross between Atsushi Onita and Terry Funk. And I never really saw an Onita quality in anybody in America like Moxley had. A lot of people on social media are like, I don't get the whole wild thing, which I found very interesting as well because a lot of AEW fans, knowing from what took place with the death match, know about Onita. And I, it was kind of cool to hear that back and forth. And actually, social, be, social media being used in a positive way to teach people about certain histories of pro wrestling. I thought that was really exciting last night and a great way to start off. And you know what? An example of really good commentating. And and I've talked about this before. Excalibur has been better and better. And I thought last night was another example of him really getting better and not getting lost in the minutia of calling certain holds and kind of talking down to the fan. I thought that was a knowledgeable call by Excalibur last night. I agree with Excalibur getting better and better. And it's going to take time because you have to remember Excalibur and JR come from two completely separate worlds. Excalibur and Tony Schiavone, separate worlds. Even when Taz was doing, you know, commentary, you know, Excalibur probably just more of an announcer for the, uh, for the indie scene. I don't remember him doing anything more than, you know, indie stuff or, you know, coming on with AEW. And then, you have guys like, like Shivani, who obviously WCW and huge main events, and JR and Taz calling WrestleManias. That's a huge gap. And not only is it important for Excalibur to work up to the level of a JR or Shivani or a Taz, but it's important for those three men to realize that they need to pull Excalibur up too, kind of meet him in the middle. Because AEW's fan base doesn't want to hear, I don't believe that they want to hear just a typical JR way of calling things. They want to see JR kind of mellow out into a modern day version of JR that can have a synergy with Excalibur. And I think that's what we're, we're starting to see. I think we're see, starting to see a meeting in the middle of the commentary yeah. team where <clears throat> Excalibur can bring the JRs and the Shivanis up to speed on what an AEW 18 to 49 fan base likes to hear about on commentary. And JR and Shivani can bring Excalibur up to that real main event level of announcer. So I agree with you, Dave. I think it's working. Uh, yeah. And, and, thing. And, Love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and bully, you're right. Because you you kind of forget that this is still somewhat of a newer show and it's going to take time for those three to gel. Uh, you know, Excalibur coming from a completely different world than a JR and Tony Schiavone being out of the game completely for so long. Don't forget Tony Schiavone wasn't even supposed to be doing commentary. He was supposed to be a backstage guy. It was Alex Marvez that was originally hired 
to do the play-by-play, and then they switched roles when the show started. And I really think that those three are starting to gel, and I, I'm really, I'm really loving what I'm hearing from that commentator team. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'm about to explode. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray. We'll get back to the nation. We got a full bank. We're going to try to get to as many phone calls as possible. No guests, just you. So, but we got to get into this match from last night in this main event. First of all, good story leading in. You know, the, the push of Darby down the stairs. We've seen it in the world of pro wrestling before. But it's a great way for him to go into that match. Bully, not at 100%. And a great job with Mira as well, building the Miro that we've always wanted to see since leaving the WWE going into that match as well. I think I think everybody would agree 
the first three, four months of Miro in the AEW was just not really eventful. Like, you know, him being the quote-unquote best man and that whole deal just didn't work for me. The Miro that we're seeing right now is the Miro that we've wanted to see dating back to after him losing to John Cena at WrestleMania 31. And now we're seeing it played out. I love the match. I love the story. And I love seeing Miro as your new TNT champion. Your thoughts? Last night, when it was all said and done, I tweeted, that's the Rusev we all know and love. And the reason why I said Rusev and not Miro is because that was Rusev. That was the version of Miro that we have come to know and that we were able to sink our teeth in years ago before the WWE decided to derail him for whatever reason. And even when they tried to derail him, he still got massively over, which is why when he first came to AEW, I could not understand why they weren't utilizing him to his maximum potential. I'm sorry. I didn't want to see him with um, uh, Penelope. Well, the whole video and, game stuff and with Penelope yeah. and that whole best man thing. It just it not, just didn't work. And Kip Sabian, not that he didn't do a good job. Not that Kip and Penelope didn't do a good job. I was entertained by what I saw. But I know eh, this is not exactly the version of him that I'd like to see. And I, I always like when we see guys going out or gals going outside of the box but it just really wasn't clicking. Last night, I was like, yep, that's the guy. What do I always talk about that AEW needs so desperately? They need a killer heel. I saw a killer heel last night in Miro. Dart, let's get to Darby for a second. Sure. If memory serves me correct, Arby's, Darby's arm was taped up last night? Yes. Maybe this is a little overkill, you tell me. And I know it's a little passe or cliche. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen Darby almost completely wrapped up last night. His ribs, maybe one arm, maybe some, you know, I think he had KT tape on his arm, right? I'm I'm going Just, back to look, but I think you are right with that, yes. From, from, from getting, I mean, KT tape, eh. Wrestling is a very visual, uh, you know, uh, form of entertainment. You got thrown down concrete steps. I don't care how resilient you are to pain. Yeah. You're not going to be resilient to injury. He had the, just so, just to confirm, because I'm watching back now, he had the KT tape on his shoulder and he had the, uh, tape not the kt tape but actual bandage tape around his elbow and forearm so so the lower arm and then kt tape on his shoulder i would have loved to have seen his ribs taped up kind of like we saw billy gunn all taped up last week now we've seen guys tape up their ribs for a hundred years that's why i said it's a bit cliche but just because it's cliche doesn't mean it doesn't work. And to see if Darby would have been taped up a little more, really selling that bump, because not only the taping up really sells the bump down the concrete stairs, which is 100% legitimate, it puts credibility onto the violence of Ethan Page yes. and uh, Scorpio Sky for being such scumbags that they threw him down a flight of stairs. It gives Miro a target to work on 
it gets more sympathy for Darby. So I would have liked to have seen a little bit more visual selling, i.e. being bandaged up of the bump. Just a little, just a little, uh, you know, a uh, little extra that I would have put on that match last mm-hmm. night. But I really enjoyed the entire match. Uh, I tweeted about Darby. I said, with all of the young talent that AEW has been able to build up, I believe Darby has the most depth. And depth of character means longevity. There are still so many things I don't know about Darby Allen that I want to know about him. And as a fan, always wanting to learn about the wrestler, the character, the man is going to keep you intrigued. If you know everything up front, you're just like, well, I, I get it. I know what they, they're all about. Meh. What's next? With Darby, I'm not quite sure what's next. And that's what's intriguing. How did you feel about the finish? Uh, let me ask uh, that. Uh, that was a broad stroke. How did you feel about Miro going over? And how did you feel about the way Miro went over? Um... I, I I thought that fit in. I thought that was perfect. I really did. I I mean, I mean, you know, making, you know, damaging to the point where it's, you know, he can't continue to fight. And I love that story. And I thought the commentators, like I thought, in, and Ed did a great job of playing that end where Tony Schiavone is just like, just keep fighting. Just keep. And I like how he said, that's what Sting would do. Just keep fighting and keep fighting. And he did until he just couldn't fight anymore. I, I like that that's how the match ended. I don't know if it would have it would have fit with a one, two, three. I think you needed to give up at the end of that match. Fair enough. But what is the one thing that it seems most people are complaining about today on late last night and this morning on social media? What's that? Miro's shoulders were pinned. Miro's really? shoulders were flush on the mat. While Darby Allen was on top of him. Yes, Miro put him on top of him. But it's no different than one of those sunset flip roll-throughs with a double pin. It's no different than both guys' shoulders being on the mat in a belly-to-back suplex and one getting him uh, shoulders up at the last second. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. And I got to be honest with you, Bully. I did not see that on social media. And I didn't notice it when I was watching it, but I'm watching it back right now. And yes, he is flush on the mat, both shoulders on the mat. There's no doubt about it. No question about it, right? Nope, no question. So I don't know how you didn't see it because people are tagging you just like they're tagging me in it, but no big deal. I think this is good for Darby and Miro, and here's why. Hopefully their match did a good rating last night. Enough that they'd want to see this match again. I'd like to see a rematch without a doubt. And there is a built-in rematch. Because all they have to do is go back to videotape. Listen, the referee, he wasn't paying attention to how long that they were on the outside for. But he was paying attention to the submission hold. So maybe in paying attention to the submission hold, he did not realize that Miro's shoulders were flush on the mat and being pinned. Darby Allen can come out and say... I don't bitch, moan, and complain. That's not me. But I'll be damned if your shoulders weren't on the mat. And somehow, because of the way they did the finish, Tony Khan decides a rematch needs to be had. Whoever goes over, whatever. If Miro goes over again, I don't know what the plans are for Darby Allen. Lots of people want to see Darby Allen move on to a world championship, uh, into the world championship picture. 
But Dave, did you happen to hear or see the footage from AEW when they went off the air last night? I did, and it just so happens that Evil Ed Robinson has got that audio. So once AEW went off the air, Darby Allen, your former TNT champion, addressed the audience at Daly's Place. I became TNT champion. I told everybody it was the only championship that meant anything to me. And I mean that 100%. People ask me, when are you going to win the big one? When are you going to win the AEW Heavyweight Championship? I looked them dead in the eye and said, I don't need that shit. I need the TNT Championship. I don't need to collect any other belts from anywhere else in this world. I need the TNT Championship. And I guarantee you, every single one of you here, this is not the last time I am TNT Champion. I don't need that shit. I need the TNT championship. So now let me bring you back to earlier in our show today. The man makes the championship or the woman makes the championship or the championship makes the man or the woman. In Darby saying what he's saying, I need the TNT championship. He's making that championship. He's showing how important it is to him. Thus, as fans of Darby, it's going to become important to us. Now do you understand why I said what I said about Kenny not holding the Impact Championship? I do. I do. And when's the last time that you've heard a wrestler bully talk about a championship that wasn't a world title in the way that Darby talked about that TNT championship. Kind of reminds you of back in the day with the Intercontinental title, doesn't it? I mean, we've heard that before. Like, you know, at the world title doesn't mean a lot. It's that Intercontinental championship that means something to me. And you know what? If you think about it, in a lot of ways, this journey with Darby is that TNT championship. That was his first title that he was able to capture with AEW. And that title means the world to him. And to embrace it and to talk about it the way that he did at the end of the match, you're a thousand percent right, Bully. Now that TNT championship means more than it ever has before. He even went as far to say when he said, I don't need that shit referring to the AEW World Championship. He's not demeaning that belt. He's just making the TNT championship mean, uh, seem more important to him. Last night when I watched that video, and actually when I just heard back the audio that Ed played, that TNT championship almost sounds like blood, oxygen, and water to Darby Allen. You can't live without blood running through your veins. You can't live without oxygen running through your lungs, and you can't live without water sustaining your body. And it sounds like Darby can't live without that TNT championship. That's gold, my man, because now I care. We talked on Monday or Tuesday about that word, care. I said, do you care about that three-way match uh, at WrestleMania backlash? Like, nah, I don't really care. I care about Darby. I care about what he does. I care about what he says. I care about that championship. I care about his pursuit of the championship. That's depth 
of character. So love what I heard from him last night. I think Darby is, you know, it's hard because you have Darby, you have Starks, you have MJF, you have Orange Cassidy. I'm going to take Starks out of that equation equation, because as good as Ricky is, and best wishes to Ricky, hope he gets well soon from his injury. Darby, MJF, and, and Orange Cassidy are pretty unique characters in, in AEW. They're really young. And, I, and when I say young, I mean young to the television audience, the, yes. the, 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 ma- the masses. I don't care how long they were on the indies or how long they were in another, you know, another company. That, that doesn't matter. Correct. No. MJF, Darby, and Orange Cassidy are almost as over as the Jerichos and the Young Bucks and the Kennys and the Codys of the company. Bully, can I say this? And you may kill me on this, and the nation may kill me on this. Does Darby Allen really need to come out with Sting? No, but do you understand why Sting is there? I understand why Sting is there, but last night was the first time that I really thought that way. Last night was the first time I was like, man, he doesn't, he doesn't need to have Sting by his side. I never thought that way before. I thought, I thought he actually needed Sting. Last night was the first time I was like, you know what? I think, I think he's graduated from that. I, I understand storyline-wise it's significant, and in the future it's significant, and I understand why they paired Sting and Darby Allen together, but I almost felt like last night was a graduation for Darby Allen. The reason Sting is out there is strictly for people skimming through the channels or Sting fans who just need a dose of Sting every week, which is totally fine. But if you're flipping around and you happen to see pro wrestling on and you're really not a huge pro wrestling fan or what I call, you know, like we call sometimes a fair weather fan, your average fan, your you know, what's the other word for it, Dave? You're um, you're on the fence. You know, you're just a fair weather fan is fine. You kind of know who Sting is, though, right? Yes. So if you see Sting, you're most likely to stop on that station and go, oh, what the hell's going on here? It's strictly designed to get you to stop changing a channel because he's a recognized icon megastar. That's why he's out there. But I completely agree with you. I don't need, think Darby really quote-unquote needs Sting anymore. I don't think that rub is the same time that we saw Sting get in Darby's face in the ring and have that moment. I'd love to see next week or the following week Sting approach Darby in the back and, t- and look right at him and go, I need to talk to you. Meet me in my locker room in a half an hour or meet me out back or meet me wherever. Now you're like, holy shit, what does Sting want to say to Darby? Now you're sticking around, you're sticking around, and finally, you get the you see them in a, the dark alley or wherever the right setting is for Sting and Darby. And Sting goes right up to him, and you almost feel like Sting is going to say something confrontational. Sting just puts his hand on Darby's shoulders and says, "Kid, you don't need me anymore. Actually, kid, you never needed me. You're there. You made it. And walk away." That is a massive endorsement. Sting is telling Darby Allen that 
kid, you're doing this on your own. I'm glad to have been by your side for the past two months, but I'll be damned. You don't need me there. Darby just needs to be Darby, and Darby will be fine. That's my take. I, I You know what? Goosebumps hearing you say that because I think that's where we are right now. And we've had Darby Allen on the show, Bully, and we talked to him early on. We talked to him months ago. I mean, the, I think when we had him on, it was pre-pandemic. I remember being in New York in our New York studios. So this is well over a year ago. When we talked to him, he seemed to want to talk as much about what he does on a skateboard as he, as he did about what he was doing in the ring. So he sounded like to me that somebody that didn't really need the wrestling business. It was almost like a means to the end when I was talking to him and when we were talking to him. That's not the guy that we're looking at right now with Darby Allen. And hearing what he had to say about that TNT championship, like you said, his oxygen, his lifeblood, that's pro wrestling and that's that title. Now I am all in when it comes to Darby Allen. When Ric Flair was not the NWA World Heavyweight Champion or when he was not the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, he seemed incomplete. That's the way Darby made me feel last night about the TNT Championship. Darby has made that TNT Championship feel so important that I look at it as their World Championship as after last night. Because T- uh, AEW is very much a television company. And in a television company, your TV championship means a lot. I'd like to see Darby follow up. I'd like them to air that promo. I hope they do. I'd like to see Darby follow up. And I'd like the interview to ask Darby, why did you say that the AEW championship doesn't mean shit to you, but you need the TNT championship? Can you please clarify? And he does clarify by saying, I'm in this industry because I want to wrestle. And being the TV champion guarantees that you wrestle on this show every single week. The world champion can kind of pick and choose and blah, blah, blah. But as the TV champion, I'm the representation of this company. Now he's saying that he wants to be in there every single week. He's saying that he needs to be the TNT champion. If you're a fan, you're throwing your money at Darby Allen because you're like, this guy rules. All he wants yeah. to do is wrestle for us. All he wants to do is entertain us. And all he wants to do is win that championship. That's why that promo was important where it was. That's why it was great that they did that after they went off the air and he didn't do that on TV. Because now it doesn't seem like, all right, he's just doing this for the camera. He's just doing this for TV. No, he's speaking to just the 1,500 fans at Daly's Place. So it seems more personal. It seems more real. And that was the beauty of what we saw last night. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.